Cabo Nation. We're here with another episode for your car stereo, your AirPods, your speakerphone. It's an interesting way to listen to a podcast, right? Right on your speakerphone, on your iPhone, your Android. Let me not rant, man. We're here, man. Cabo Nation. What is up, everyone? And welcome to episode 498. Oh, man. Two more till 500. Today's show, Drew of the Pick Aside podcast joins in to talk AD extension, the Orlando Magic's outlook, better player, D-Wade, or James Harden. We discuss that and so much more on this episode of Combos Court. Thank you for tuning in. Go subscribe to the Pick Aside podcast. Shouts to Drew, man. We appreciate you. Subscribe to Combos Court wherever you tune in to the show. You know you can find me on IG at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. What a great summer, man. New York City, we're here. Wherever you listen to this show across the globe, we are here, man. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Side, talk to me, man. What's new? What's the vibes? It was great meeting you out in Vegas. We actually had a epic conversation. It was me, you, the rest of your pick aside crew. Pierre was there. Keandre, I, that had to be a podcast in itself, in my opinion. But we didn't. Get That's a fact. That That's a fact. That was a that was a movie situation. It was like where all the video content creators all linked up. That's kind of why summer league is so amazing. But one hundred percent, it was one of those we met immediately. It was like, hey, we gotta we gotta somehow come get come together and make some content ourselves. But I'm doing all right, man. Vegas was great, obviously. Um, can't complain. Content's been going up. Everything's been going great. We just had our 300th episode on Pick Aside. That was pretty crazy. Got a lot of love from the fans. Really appreciated that. But 300, 300 episodes. That's a that's a lot of work right there. That is a lot of work. Not to flex. I'm coming up on 500. But I, would I saw say, that. I saw I, that. What is it? Three away? Something like that? Something like that. We're getting there. We're getting there. But the thing is, how do you guys stay on the same page? It's easier in some ways, but maybe harder in some ways to have a guest-based podcast like myself. But when you have a few guys having to get them all on the same page, that's kind of tough as well. How did you guys do that through 300 episodes? And how did the podcast start? So to talk about the talk about how we're the landscape of our podcast, it's more so we've kind of adjusted to each other, understanding that I can just talk for I can just keep on going. That's just kind of who I am. Understanding that Riv kind of has his own niche. Joel has his own niche. Joel, of course, similar to me, we can just talk just hours on end. But it's understanding when it's your time to talk, understanding that, hey, I have a guest on, want to respect his time as well, allow him the time to to have some freedom to speak. But I'm still learning myself of, of hey, Drew, you don't need to put your input here. You don't need to put your input there. Kind of just let the conversation flow. But uh, yeah, talking about how it started, I came along for the ride it was nice of them to, to invite me on i believe they were like three thousand subscribers deep and and they had just subtracted a, a podcast host 
and they invited me on pretty nicely to them. They invited me on because I'm big into football. That was my thing back in the day. And kind of the rest is history from then. Then we brought my boy Joel on. That's another guy. Uh, we brought him on for football purposes. But what really blew us up was basketball. And it's so funny. I speak very honestly about this. I didn't become a real basketball head, like NBA head. I played basketball growing up, of course, but never really locked into the NBA until I started with the podcast, the podcast really made me go into a different bag because, hey, people come to listen to the show to 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 hear good knowledge, to understand that, you know, what you're talking about and I can't be a fraud. So one of those that I had to had to do my due diligence. The evolution of the pod. I love it. OK, do you feel like you became a better conversationalist outside of podcasting because of podcasting? For sure. It's you're meeting people that. At this point, it's a luxury. We get to talk to people that not many people do. And so it's a it's understanding that you have to respect their time, but you also need to know that in respecting their time, there's parts to that. It's you wanna you wanna be able to to cater yourself where they're understanding that you know what you're talking about. You also have an intelligence to it. It's a it's an understanding the ebbs and the flows of the conversation. So absolutely, I think that that's one of the reasons why I was brought onto the show is because you know to talk humbly as much as I can. It's one of those that you you're born with it or you're not, and it's easier to to come to this space, be able to have conversations with anyone. And so that's one of those that yeah, I definitely work to perfect my craft, but it's one of those that I came in with a little bit. You got that Lakers jersey on. I know you're a Lakers fan. What did the what did the AD extension mean for you? AD extension, I I was expecting this. The plan all along when AD was brought to the Lakers was, hey, this is going to be our cornerstone piece for the future. LeBron is the best player on this team. Until LeBron leaves, he's going to be the main attraction. But the hope was that Anthony Davis would come in and he would take the reins slowly but surely this past season was the most that we've seen ad be the leader be the number one i should say because lebron james was dealing with some injury towards the back half of the season he clearly wasn't his usual lebron self and lebron and a anthony davis was dominant in this postseason until he met nikola Jokic. of course nikola made everyone look regular when they matched up and that shocked me because this whole postseason long or this past postseason, of course, we saw Anthony Davis defend at the highest of levels, by far, in my opinion, the best defensive performer this postseason. And so, of course, I was expecting this, understanding that this was this was our plan all along. It's just the hope that he could stay healthy because when he's on the court, he's one of the best defenders in the league, arguably the best defender in the league. And of course, he can give you 24 to 26 points per game. He's just that type of ball player. Yeah, it's all about health with him. And I would say during these playoffs, he was really solid, right? And then, as you said, once you beat Jokic, there was really nothing much you could do at that point. Um, sure. Staying on the Lakers, I mean, it feels like a great offseason for them, especially Austin Reeves. I mean, they got him on a great deal. The The thing that I kept saying on our show was, if I'm another team, I just throw a contract at Reeves so that the Lakers are forced to pay top dollar for him, right? A report came out that the Spurs were willing to offer him 21, 22 million, whichever that was. If I'm with one of those teams, the Lakers said, we're going to match up to a hundred million force the Lakers hand. I was shocked that no team did that. We were able to get him at a premium. If I'm being completely honest with you. And this all season, we just made moves to just kind of hone in the, the identity that we want to have as a team. We came together at the halfway point beyond the halfway point at the trade deadline. And we were able to, to really make a run while 
our main guy, LeBron James, was not 100% healthy. And really, it was just a lack of timing of being able to, to really get that cohesiveness. And we still were able to make it to the WCF. So now we get a whole offseason with the guys, uh, just more preparation with one another. I fully expect this to, to, to look better than we did, even still making the WCF this past season. Shifting to the long-term Lakers rivals, the Boston Celtics, did you put in any thought on why that extension took so long for Jalen Brown? It's a fear. It's a fear. When you're paying someone that's not a consensus top 10 player, it becomes a fear when you're labeling him the highest paid player in NBA history. And I feel like that's a reason why if I'm the Boston Celtics, right? That's my, that's my reason. That's my rationale. But there was no, there was no doubt that this deal should have been done. He just wasn't an all NBA player since he's coming to the league. He's only gotten better offensively, defensively. He was more sound a little bit earlier in his career. We kind of saw that fall off this past season, but anyone that's that has that in their repertoire brings it on in the playoffs. It's just unfortunate, right? That the last we saw of Jalen Brown was him struggling against the Miami heat. When the prior two rounds, he was arguably their best player. The splits were ridiculous. So I think that that's what it was. It was a fear that he's not a consensus top 10 guy, but the long-term that deal is going to be, it's just going to be another great player that's getting paid top dollar because we already saw a guy like Anthony Davis come in and, and steal the annual salary, um, the highest paid player annually. So it's it's that fear. Yeah. Look, so we can maybe get through this, what I'm about to talk about, into a conversation like who are the best young players under 24 players. But, you know, I we talked about we were at Summer League. Everybody overreacts to Summer League. We don't have much basketball going on now. So let's overreact to Team USA scrimmages. Let's do it. Because Cade Cunningham, man, I mean, I always look at the next MVP, like maybe after Jokic's reign is like, I believe it's going to be Anthony Edwards. I think SGA could I like be, that. I think SGA could be in the mix, but I was really high on Cade and obviously he was the number one pick. So this is not a total surprise that he should be like an all NBA or MVP. Not everybody becomes an MVP, but that caliber player eventually, like that's when you want when it's the number one pick. But do you think he's in the mix for that because in these scrimmages and I'm overreacting, it's just scrimmages, but we've seen him play well in the NBA as well. Should he be in that mix with like SGA and Anthony Edwards for the next guy? The thing is we have to look at it where Luka Doncic hasn't won an MVP. Yeah. Jason, Tat- Jason Tatum hasn't won an MVP. Fair. And of course we're just having conversation. Anthony Davis is towards the, he's, he's reaching 30 years old, 31. He hasn't won an MVP. These are guys that we understand still have some years on their underneath their belts. And these are guys that are going to be heavy favorites to win the MVP year to year. Luka Doncic, what is it, two, three years running where he's been the the odds favorite to win MVP and just hasn't? Inevitably, his time will come. Tatum, I feel yeah. very similarly. A guy like Devin Booker, another one who's young, still has time to their career. But you understand the talent. And I'm with you. Anthony, Anthony Edwards is special. And he yes. has the potential to be the best shooting guard in the NBA at one point because of that two-way ability. SGA is another one where we just saw him take a leap that was that very few have made and made the Oklahoma City Thunder a team that we're looking forward to in the future. Hey, you, this team could be something special. Cade Cunningham, I believe he does have the abilities to be on that level, but I just think that there are a few guys ahead of him right now, and and they're a little bit more trustworthy because Cade Cunningham, to this point, has struggled to be on to stay on the basketball court. But when he's healthy, there's no denying the talent. He is one of those. Yeah, you mentioned Luca. I'd be surprised if he doesn't win one at Absolutely. this point. Like he, he's no gonna he's gonna win one. And I want to see Anthony Edwards start winning them because we need an MVP from the states. You know what I mean? Okay. We need an MVP okay. from the states. I mean, right? I mean, hey, 
we got to see Ann Edwards get there, right? We got to see it. <laughs> who's the Who's the last one? Was it Curry? Harden. Harden, 2018. Wow. Because Gian, because Giannis went back to back, Jokic went back to back, and B just won it. 2018, James Harden. Yeah, you mentioned OKC, and I think. You know, we could get into which team is going to take a leap. We're talking about Cade. We're talking about OKC. On, I, man. I think OKC, man, like, first of all, on paper, you add some things that you really needed with Chet when it comes to the rim protection, if he could contribute right away. Um, sure. Michic even. Nobody's talking about Michic from, okay. from Europe. And then we also have Jalen Williams, who's just a ridiculous two-way player, could he score, is. like, with skill. Like, that guy doesn't have too many weaknesses. And we know that SGA, as we talked about, he's in that MVP mix, in my opinion, for years to come. He's really great. All NBA first team. Josh Giddy's only going to get better. He could become a star or a superstar. Outside of OKC, though, who do you think could take a leap this season? Is it Detroit? The Rockets got a nice roster. Who are you thinking? I tell you what, I've been a big believer on the Orlando Magic and what they have cooking up. Paolo Boncaro, Franz Wagner, those are two special guys. OKC's the name. But I look at the magic. I understand what they have going on. Jalen Suggs, I don't want to say has been disappointment is a strong word, but he hasn't lived up to the expectation of that top four selection. You were looking to him to be your replacement of your franchise guard. And so now that we're looking at it now, Anthony Black now comes into the mix. And I like what Anthony Black provides. You want to talk about two-way ability, strong defensive presence, an excellent passer, will be a great connector for that offense. And now there isn't a a handcuffing to the idea of Markel Fultz being on this team long-term where last season, Markel Fultz put together a very impressive season. But now I think the idea is, Hey, we won't have to pay Markel Fultz an insane amount of money. We understand we got to, we got to save this money for Franz. We got to save this money for Paolo. So that magic team, they're building something that I like a lot. Yeah, they are great. I actually covered them for the believe network. Super fun. I will ask you this, you know, like almost every team, in the past who have won championships like they have their main guy but can we see something can we see something different here with the magic with maybe revolving offense around Franz and Paolo almost equally where you can't really tell who their main guy is and if not who would you build the team around I think the answer has to be Paolo understand that he came in and put together one of the most impressive rookie seasons we've seen in some time Yeah, that was more so in the beginning of the season, kind of cooled off towards the second half of the season, but he was seeing different coverages. And of course, it's a learning curve. You got to get used to the NBA. But I think the answer is Paolo, understanding his skill set, understanding how dominant of an offensive player that he can be. But I'm with you, that we can't sleep on Franz Wagner. That, that guy is a special offensive talent. He has the size to be a dominant force in this NBA. But I feel like the answer has to be Paolo, understanding that he had immediately brought attention to the Orlando Magic that they hadn't seen in some time. You mentioned Harden earlier, and there's been some conversations cooking up. As I said, there's not a lot of basketball going on, so all these weird conversations, interesting conversations pop up. D-Wade Harden, at their peak, who was better? Because you can't take away from somebody that won a championship as the best player on a team. Sure. Like that's undeniable. But then when you look at James Harden's skill set and what he was doing in those MVC MVP seasons, just ridiculous. How would you compare those two? Maybe not. Obviously it's not a question who had the better career. Cause it's D Wade at this point, right? No doubt. But who was the better talent? Who was the better player at their peak? I'm a big two way ability kind of guy. And I understand the offensive talent that James Harden has. He turned himself from one of the league's best scorer, one of the game's best scorers of all time, let's be completely transparent, to being one of the best playmakers, one of the best passers in the association as well. But looking at Dwayne Wade, 
He could score the basketball. He wasn't the greatest three-point shooter, but he had that mid-range in him. One of the best finishers at the basket. Could pass the basketball and was one of the best defenders in the league as well. At the same time, the athleticism that he provided, you mentioned it, was the best player on a championship team before he linked up with LeBron James and Chris Bosh. So I just I, I hold that body of work very highly from that that 05 to that 2009 reign where he was really one of those ones finished top three in MVP voting. I get it. This guy was a game away from going to the NBA finals against the best team ever assembled, in my opinion, the Golden State Warriors. But he couldn't get it done that game six, game seven. I don't want to say I hold it against him, but it's one of those that I can't let it go in my mind. I saw how dominant D Wade was. I, I just that's got to be my answer. Quick thoughts on the Harden situation. Where would you like to see him end up? I want to see him in Philly. I I want him to. See, yeah. I want to see him in Philly for the fact that I don't want to say I dislike Harden by any means. I actually like him a lot, and I feel like we're seeing a, a narrative on his name grow stronger and stronger by each year that he's running from the grind. He he's he's a big me guy. Just wants what's best for James Harden. He wants out of Houston. Kind of forced his way out of there in an ugly way. Goes to Brooklyn. They underachieve, and by underachieve. It was championship or bust. You didn't get it done. You were also injured in the in the making of that. You request a trade. You want to go to Philly. That happens. You've gotten everything you've wanted up until this point, and you haven't gotten to that NBA championship. So I want to see him stick it out with Philly. I believe in that duo of, of Joel Embiid and James Harden. But I, I want that narrative to go away. I want you to to I want James Harden to really be a team player and stick it out with the 76ers. Yeah, I think that would be best for his legacy if he stuck it out there because he does have a chance to win a championship. And if he goes somewhere else and wins a championship there, I mean, obviously both cases would be great for him winning a championship, right? That for doesn't sure. always happen. But like, at least he somewhat stuck with this team and he did it there. And you have the MVP with you. Like, where else is a better situation? It seems like a no-brainer to me. And and the other thing was Doc Rivers was the issue from what I'm hearing. And he's gone. Yeah. So Nope, for sure. It's like you look at the options, right? It's Philly or it's the Clippers. You stick it out with Philly, that's a meaningful championship. You just played at an all-NBA level, in my opinion, one of the most efficient seasons we've seen from James Harden. I believe that he shot his second or his career best in three-point percentage, 38%. Amazing, amazing feat, especially given the fact that he's not that same scorer that he was, and he led the league in assists. But you go to the Clippers, you're the third option. You're the connector. You're not going to be getting the same respect that you would if you stick it out with Philadelphia. All right, let's end on this. Who's the most forgotten player in NBA history? We don't even have to say it. We don't, we don't have to say history. We could go from the 90s and up. Let, let's go from the 90s to current day. I would put B-Roy in there. I would put Sharunas Marshallonis, okay. David Stoudemire. But is there is there a guy even that I'm forgetting? Hey, maybe uh, Antoine Jameson, maybe a Rashard Lewis. I like that. I like the, the first name you mentioned. Uh... I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, Brandon Roy, of course, understanding that Brandon Roy had a skill set that unfortunately his career was cut short due to injury. But I look at Antoine Jameson, who was great before joining the Cavaliers, right? He joins the Cavaliers. Now there's some hype expectation. Rashard Lewis, who was great before the Magic, ended up being a great role player for that Magic team. I look at those two guys, both both all-stars, great, great players in the NBA that really don't get talked about that much. Andrew and Andrew on the pod. Come on, man. That's we a fact. Drew Square. You know, it's funny. I, I feel like that um, nobody named Andrew really gets called Andrew for their nah, it's They really, it, they <laughs> cut it. They drew the two syllables. They don't like that. It's Drew. Immediately, the and gets cut. <laughs> Most definitely. You're always welcome back on the show, Drew. Where can we find it, you? Man. 
Yeah, where can we find you? Social media, everywhere else, the hey, podcast. Man, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Andrew, five A's, pretty simple. But the podcast, of course, Pick a Side Podcast. Uh, we just ran our 300th episode. Go show that Congrats. some love. But of Congrats. Course, appreciate, appreciate that a lot. But Combos Corp, appreciate you having me on, man. Anytime. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Hey, be good, man. Later. There it was. Another episode of Combo's Court is in the books. Big shouts to Drew for joining in. Go subscribe to the Pick Aside podcast. Combo Nation, be on the lookout for episode 499. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, Combo's Court, wherever you tune in to the show. Be on the lookout for episode 499. Combo, out.